Hola, friends. Welcome to Recap Tuesday. There's so many things I loved about my conversation with Gina last week, but I'll point out just a few that stood out to me. First, I was so taken by Gina's story and how she came to the States as a baby, particularly when she said, I don't remember when I came to the States, but I feel like I do. To be honest, I feel like a huge portion of my book is written with this sentiment in mind. I wasn't born on my isla in Cuba, but I feel like I was. In Abuelita Faith, I talk about the power of a collective cultural memory, how our memories aren't just ours, but our communities, our peoples. We see this in the Israelites too, how they carry the memories of their ancestors, of their antepasados in lands not their own. Generations pass long for Jerusalem while in exile, the way my Cuban people long for their island while in their stateside exile. My whole life I've experienced nostalgia for a land I've never lived on. While this might seem strange to some, what I've learned from the Israelites, as I mentioned in my conversation with Gina, it's that the land lives within us. Throughout history, coming across a people always meant coming across the land they belonged to, the land they were connected to, the land they knew intimately. Land has always been livelihood. This is why in scripture, both body and land can be seen as sacred places in which the spirit of God resides, works through and within. I think of the creation narrative in which humans were intimately connected with the garden. They were told to receive nourishment from it and to cultivate it, to take care of it. Friends, since the beginning of time, land has been a part of us. And for many of us who are connected to another land, we know this feeling intimately. And honestly, I think it's a gift us bicultured folks possess. Another thing Gina and I talked about that I love so much is the reason for adults needing children's books. So much of what she shared fits in line with something I love to talk about, and that's the importance of our imagination for so many things, but particularly for justice work. I think the only way we can continue on in this long struggle to see God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven is if we lean into our theological imaginations, if we imagine our world renewed and imagine creative ways to participate and partner alongside the divine. Gina talks about the importance of tapping into our childlike imagination, particularly when the world is crashing or when life is lifing. She reminds us that we live in uncertain times and that life is scary. Children's books dignify our fearful hearts. They allow us to see ourselves as the little kids in the story because like children, we have fears too. And that's normal and that's okay and God can handle it all. I often talk about how normal it is for Christians to over-spiritualize things and put theological language to things when oftentimes what God wants to communicate to us is rather simple. And I appreciate that Kina leans into this in her writing and in her urging us to embrace our childlikeness because when life is hard and hard to grasp, remembering God's simple truths can be a lifesaver, a saving grace. Friends, may you lean into that child likeness this week. Thanks for joining me. 
Next week, we'll chat with Lisa Colon Delay about our wild lands within. Now, enjoy a clip of Kina's recent book, Love Gave. God is love. Father, Spirit, Son, and love loved so much. Love gave us Jesus. Now, Jesus is God's son, but he was a lot like you and like me. He loved to play, talk, and sing. And you know what else he loved? Children. They'd come for tickles and stories and hugs. Sometimes they'd come with messy hair and stinky feet. But do you think Jesus loved them any less? Do you think he'd first make them take a bath? <laughs> of course not. He brought them close every time and showed them what God is like. Strong and gentle, honest and kind. 